Hello everyone, Happy New Year once again, and welcome to the PPC Show brought to you by AdStage. I'm Paul Wittman. And I'm J.D. Prater. And today is January 10th, 2020, and these are your top headlines in marketing. And J.D. is back. I'm here. And he's literally here. He's in the AdStage office. One foot away. <laughs> like 18 inches, maybe, you know? <laughs> Let's get closer. <laughs> Um, so we may be a little echoey because we're actually in a conference room sharing a microphone intimately. Um, so I apologize. Uh, last week too, we were Emma was in an airport. We're really putting the poor listeners through a, an audio adventure. But uh, I've heard worse. I've, I've heard some of these other podcasts that have lots of downloads and they sound worse than we do. Well, so that's good. That we Set sound better. Said the barbarian. That's right. Uh, so we have a bunch of stories to get through. You have to go to your all hands meeting. That's right, all hands. Yeah. So we are on a strict twenty minute limit here, uh, and as usual, you did no preparation. That's right. So you'll probably just make some stuff up. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so the first story, I'm actually going to skip the silly. There's so many prediction stories. Yeah. I read a bunch of them. They're like most of them are just plugs for like, uh, you know, people's companies, and it's very very little. So I read actually two of them. And the uh, three of them. So AdTech, um, I'm not going to talk about the, I want to know who this is, uh, MarTech, predi AdTech predictions from MarTech. That was mm. that's not very good. Sorry, MarTech folks. Um, the only thing I took out of it is everybody is talking about M&A and how much like M&A happened this year, how many companies were bought up. Uh, Luma did a really good piece about how active the, if you don't know what M&A is, it's mergers and acquisition. So the mergers and acquisition space has been, Last year was like a record year for EdTech Ed MarTech, and a lot of people like hopped on that bandwagon and they're talking about how consolidation is finally happening in EdTech. I don't know, do you, I asked Emma this question, do you think consolidation is gonna happen? Um, I think so, as long as, uh, you know, if we, if we don't dip into a recession, for sure, right? I mean, you got a lot of companies making a lot of money, uh, they don't really know what to do with it, so. You know, I think you're gonna see a lot of like the big players continue. I mean, Apple has stores of cash just hanging out, you know, like what are they gonna buy? Obviously, I think they're going towards more video and you know, the, the news, but yeah, I could definitely see more M&A happening in the ad tech. There can only be so many players. I think consolidation is only happening outside of just Google, Facebook. It'll be the programmatic side of things, which we don't talk a lot about. Right, and in one of the, I think it was in the Luma article, they did talk about yeah, programmatic and TV. Really, TV is being super disrupted. It's been in 2019 with the streaming wars. You have, uh, well, I have an article about streaming wars here I'll touch on, but like there's 15 streaming services now and they're all trying to figure out how to, you know, whether they're gonna use ad-supported content or not. But because of that, there's a lot of activity in the traditional media space and then um, data. People, you know, a lot of people are trying to get their hands on more data and process data better. So there's been a lot of data acquisitions like like Tableau and um, Data Datarama and the other one. One of them wasn't this year, but the other one was. Uh, there was a lot of those like data uh, companies that went for like billions of dollars. Google bought one, Salesforce bought one. Looker and Tableau. Looker, that's right. Um, in in Santa Cruz, headquarters in Santa Cruz, where where I live. Yeah, they got a nice downtown office. Uh, Some have been looking. What's going on? Looking at Looker, uh, you can't miss them. No. <laughs> I mean, it's like the biggest tech <laughs> company in Santa Cruz, and Santa Cruz is tiny, so. Uh, yeah, I guess if like you're the one that owns the town, everybody knows you. Yeah. Um, and then 
there was a, one of the other good 2020 wrap-up articles was uh, somebody, the CEO of Audience Town at Cary. Um, the thing he talked a lot about that I found interesting was he was saying, yes, like maybe m and is going to happen in consolidation, but actually verticalization is going to be more important. So instead of having Google do everything or Facebook do everything, you know, there's going to be these more targeted vertical platforms. And he wasn't just talking about social media and search. He was saying in everything. So in content, you know, now there's like newsletters for every narrow interest and there might be websites, you know, targeting specific areas. It might be products that are more specific. Like if you look at a lot of products on Instagram now, it's not just like hair care. It's like men's hair care for 26 year olds that like environmental causes and are athletes and, you know, whatever. It's products are also verticalizing. So I thought that was yeah, I think this one uh, coupled with like, uh, you know, community marketing, that's what Reddit and Nextdoor are doing really well. Uh, it's kind of opening up this new category where you can go in and maybe that community is your, you know, your zip code, right? It's your neighbors. But that, uh, that verticalization can also be like specific subreddits, right? Um, and I think you think about Facebook groups, you know, these are what I see as the, the future as far as like how we communicate and really you know, what most people say they go into Facebook for anyway now is the groups, right? You get rid of groups and events and no one goes to Facebook. But yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, I've never really gotten into the Facebook group thing. I, I need to, I talked about it on a previous episode, but um, you, you know, it's funny in product land when you talk about building a product and you know, I give advice to all the young product managers out there all the time. Uh, as I get older, I guess your age just qualifies you as a mentor. It's like everybody's desperate for a mentor. Um, so I get a lot of people that ask me for my, my advice and weirdly take it. But anyway, one of the things I've always said was about verticalization and find your niche. Um, and you know, it's one of these age old, age old product lessons that like, don't try to do too much, try to do one thing really, really well. And you know, don't just make it, don't get lazy and be like, oh, well, we're like the best photo sharing app. Like that's not very specific. Like who are the people that you want to like dream of your product every night because it, it just fits them so well. Like the product I mentioned for the kids who were yeah. whatever, like own that and then say, okay, we've got that. Now let's move to, you know, people who aren't athletes, but are gamers and then, you know, then move tangentially. Yeah. I always thought that was a really viable product strategy. Um, and I think to this point, person's argument too. It's like a good general strategy for anything, media companies, et cetera. You can build a little niche. Can you build a billion dollar business selling hair care products to 25 year olds that like sports? No. But you can build a million dollar business and then that million dollar business can help you fund a $10 million hair care business. And from that, maybe you're a global beauty brand and now you're a billion. But plan on that taking you about 10 years. At least, yeah. It's like uh, Seth Godin calls it your smallest viable audience. Yeah. And that's what's key, because that's what people care about. So go at that smallest viable audience. And then I think we also forget, I mean, Amazon started in books. Right. And they, then they just kind of verticalized from there. Right. They got the delivery and fulfillment process for books so figured out that if you were buying a book, you bought on Amazon. Yep. It was like brain dead. And then they added other categories. And yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty classic strategy, but we all ignore it. As product people, yes. ignored that many times because <laughs> it's way too fun to go build new stuff for new people. Before you don't want to go back to that same product you've been working on for years and tweak the edges and get it just right. But do it. Be diligent. Um, speaking of new products, oh, I was gonna say speaking of tweaking the edges. Yes. Twitter. Oh. 
finally, like uh, they're actually investing in this, uh, this app that they've had for 10 years. <laughs> they're actually making it better. Uh, I think as we talk about kind of wrapping up the year, it's like Twitter has gotten way better. Um, and then this week they announced that you, I don't know if you saw this, but I think it was yesterday or Wednesday, they said, uh, you can only reply now if the, you guys follow each other. Interesting. Uh, cause you could, yeah. So imagine how much that like is going to get rid of, right? It's going to get rid of a lot of like trolls, right? It's going to get rid of a lot of like negative. It's going to get rid of a lot of bots, right? You know? So anyway, I thought that was an interesting test. Yeah. I didn't even see that. I also just changed the microphone, so I'm probably louder now because it was just focused right on you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everyone. Um, so I didn't see that. I the Twitter story I read was that you can now do uh, promoted yeah, trends. trends. Yeah, promoted <laughs> trends spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that was a good one. That was a really good. Uh, you've been able to do for a while. I mean, Disney Plus obviously bought every ad unit uh, across everything <laughs> yeah. on the planet. And they must have went to these companies and said, hey, what's in your pipeline? We want beta, and we'll pay you a fortune. Uh, the quoted price in this article, I don't know if you read it, uh, guess how much you have to pay to do a promoted trend for one day. Uh, oh, one day? I mean, I'd say at least a quarter mil. You're exactly right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, okay. Well, like Snapchat was like anywhere from a quarter to like half a million for like a lens for right. a day. So I, I would put it at that, at that price. All right. You're exactly right. I was like, I was going to say take your answer and 10x it, but you're, you have this thing called a memory, which I lack. So I've, <laughs> I don't remember how much the snap lens was. It's also good for, hey, like, let's get that on Cora. <laughs> I want to charge a quarter million dollars. Yeah, well, that be amazing? you have similar usage, right? Like, I feel like Quora daily actives or monthly actives, like, what do you... 300 mil? Yeah, and I think Twitter's around 300 and something, though, right? Yeah, they, they're going after, like, daily active users that would, like, see ads. Uh, it's like their new, right. their new metric. Uh, it's like, why or what? That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know what that number is. Right. But I feel like anyway, 300 million is the it, number. It is legit. I think Snap is around 300 million. Anyway, it's a legitimate number. You yeah. guys could charge $250,000 a day for a homepage takeover. Bring back the 90s. Homepage takeovers like Yahoo. You hear that product team? Right. I actually <laughs> see them every now and then, yeah. homepage takeovers. I mean, YouTube still does them. I think they're like half a mil, depending on, you know, again, supply and demand. But mm -hmm. I remember doing that once. It was like, wow. And if you do them well, they actually, from a consumer perspective, can be kind of fun. Yeah. I remember back in the day on Yahoo when it was like, oh, you know, it looks different and it had some like cool. Like, oh, uh, I remember Trump took over the YouTube homepage during the Democratic debate, which YouTube was sponsoring. So everyone was watching the Democratic debate on YouTube and Trump had taken over. And I was wow. like, come on, that's just brilliant. Uh, that, I'm trolling at its highest. Trolling like, cheese. So good. That's amazing. Um, Podcasting has been exploding yeah. and 2020 will continue to explode. And I've talked about numerous times, I think Spotify is in a great position to own the entire podcast advertising industry. So sure, Apple is still where a lot of people go to get their podcast, but Apple is not great <laughs> at monetizing like media, you know, like they're great at products. Yeah. Obviously everybody wants an iPhone uh, and an iPad and all the other i things, but um, they're not great at media, and they haven't really proven they can figure out media other than music, you know, downloads. <laughs> they built a billion dollar yeah. business off of music downloads, but not really advertising. So anyway, I think Spotify, they bought a few companies. Um, you can use Anchor.fm, which is like their podcaster-focused side of their business, and they're doing quite a bit. They just launched a few new features, which is kind of obvious stuff for all us marketers. So now there's audience tracking, 
and you can now get insights data like age, gender, device, and listening behavior, which I thought was on there, to be honest, because uh, I remember making fun of like, oh, the people who listen to our podcast listen to um, oh, uh, Drake, and I remember nice. making fun of someone for that. We should uh, maybe change up our intro music for 2020. That's Drake true. That, someone told me our intro music is the same as like some really popular true crime podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because we, we I, did it. We, Common <laughs> creative comments. Exactly. I think Josh, <laughs> who put this original music together, I think just grabbed it off of the interwebs uh, or from, from something. But okay, I digress. So that's um, Spotify. Continue to be really impressed with what they're putting together. They, although they got to speed it up because Apple's coming. So they got to speed it up, get a yeah. lot more features out I mean, there. And Google. I mean, Google has the, the Play Store as well, right? Uh, I don't know. When I look at like our own like podcast usage and stats, it's, it's definitely lower. But I mean, at any time, if Google thinks that they can get revenue from that, right. they're going to they're gonna put some energy into it. Yeah, and I actually use it. On my phone, I use Google Podcasts because I have a Pixel and it just is kind of nicely integrated. On desktop, I use Spotify. And then if I'm listening to music on my phone with Spotify, I'll sometimes listen to podcasts. But podcasts, yeah, I do use the Google app. But there is no seemingly any ads in the Google Podcast app. You can't promote it or anything like that. And interstitials in terms of like putting ads into the podcast, um, you know, anchor.fm, which is owned by Spotify, lets you actually like put this little marker, you know, kind of break your podcast up in the sections mm -hmm. and insert an ad. Kind of like programmatic display. That's it doesn't nice. have to be your ad. All you do is say, like, here's a spot for an ad. Then they give you a script, and you read the script, and it creates a little 30-second spot, and it fits right in. And then you get paid. We made $5.80. I did it on one oh, of our episodes. That's, I don't know. I mean, but making, making money. Right. And I, I did it as a test on one episode, and it made, you know, $6. Um, Let's keep it going. I know, right? If we have like that's like coffees, five hundred episodes, yeah, like one blue bottle coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right. We could each get a coffee every year. Okay. We could go and start doing this twice a week. You know, like just like the that's pivot. True. That is true. <laughs> Although since we moved to Spotify too, I feel like our audience, the quality of the audience, went up. Then we stopped doing the podcast for a while. We're really good at uh, monetizing. Q four was rough. We, we were we were busy. Right. Uh, okay. Speaking of busy. <laughs> <laughs> Generic segue. Walmart. Walmart's been busy. And actually, I don't think it's in here, uh, but Target also, both Walmart and Target now have ad networks. You can actually buy promoted products type ads on Walmart and Target and get your product listed kind of uh, higher in the results or become a promoted product that appears above the search results, similar to every website ever. And right now, it's only the big guys buying it, like yeah. the top five <clears throat> brands bought it from Walmart, but... Yeah, okay. don't sleep on those two. Uh, stocks are up, huge investments, and here's their here's their true advantage over Amazon. All of their stores are also warehouses, so they're going to be able to do one day pretty easily. When you think thousands of stores of inventory right. versus, uh, I think Amazon has 110. Yeah, but I've seen those warehouses. I would take one Amazon warehouse over like a hundred Target stores when it comes to like <laughs> fulfillment. I mean, there's like robots flying around. My uncle worked in one with on a pitchfork, and he said the pace is like incredible. Everybody is flying 
uh, and then you picture like you know Walmart in the back room, like Bob ordered four t-shirts. <laughs> There's logistics. I I, I will Go say get the t-shirts. I needed some stuff for Jude, and I went on to Target, um, and Target automatically recognized my location IP, showed me the nearest store, showed me the store hours, and then showed me if the product was in stock at that store. If not, here's the nearest store that it is in stock. If you don't want any of those, you can come pick it up, be here ready like later this afternoon, or we can just like two day it. Right. Like all of that was just like right there. It was a lot of decision making, but it was right. really impressive. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I'm sure they could pull it off. Yeah. I just don't know if they could pull it off at the scale and the cost effectiveness that Amazon does, one. And two, oh, well, that's the only point. In defense of your your point, um, people love in-store pickup. I do it every now and then if I really, like, it's kind of like an exciting purchase if you're buying a new phone or I got this fancy smartwatch. Dang. Smartwatch, this Fitbit, which is owned by Google now. Yeah, you are owned by Google. Yeah. The Pixel and right. the one. I know, my water bottle, my, my laptop <laughs> stickers. I got to really, got to slow down. But um, in-store pickup is great for those things where you like really want it right now. I'm really excited to get this phone or this game or this whatever, you know. Also returns. That's where Amazon gets hurt. Right. I feel like our generation, though, hates returns. I, like yeah. younger people just throw stuff, stuff in boxes and I'm like, but it, you got to put it in a box and drop it off at the... And Amazon like, sent me, I accidentally got an extra sound bar for my TV. Hmm. Okay. I think you stole that. No, like uh, <laughs> they, they refunded it because it, it got lost. Was it in front of your neighbor's house? <laughs> no, it got lost. Okay. They refunded it, and I was like, hey, this eventually came in like a week later, and they're like, it's already taken care of on the back end. Like, we, like you sending it to us is actually going to cost us exactly. a ton of money. The same thing happened to me. <laughs> we bought a dresser, like a, dresser. a big dresser, and we got it, and it was missing, no lie, the door handle. Oh, that's frustrating. And we said, hey, it's missing the door handle. Can you send one? And they said, we'll just send you another dresser. And we were like, we don't need another dresser. We just need the handle. They're like, it's the part, we, you know, we'll just send you a dresser. And we we're like, no, like physically, we have a small house. Right? We don't need another dresser. We end up going to the hardware store and buying one for like 99 cents. But they wanted to send us like a $300 dresser. Uh, Amazon. The, the last thing I'll say, then we can move on. Walmart is very impressive on logistics, though. I was joking about, you know, Leroy wants some shirts. But really, Walmart was founded on logistics. And people, you know, I remember reading a case study in business school about Walmart. They weren't even a retailer. They really were, like, fulfillment logistics and warehousing. That's what made them have low prices. So they were the first one to realize economies of scale in the warehouse can lead to low prices, and at the end of the day, that's what most people care about. So I, I don't sleep on Walmart either, uh, and Target's proved that you know they can keep up with Walmart. So look for ad, ad units from both of those. They have APIs. One of them, I forget if it's Target or Walmart, announced Kenshu as one of their partners mm. amongst three other ad tech platforms. So nice. really trying to get, it's good for those companies too, because it is nice if you're trying to sell product, if you actually have a distribution network that's not just Amazon. Just like if you're in search or social, like you don't want to just be on Facebook and Google. Obviously, they have uh, all the power and all the pricing power. And if you have no alternatives, then uh, you're not in a good spot as a marketer. So you want to see more platforms that are coming up, like Snap and Reddit and Quora. So getting there. Yeah. Alternatives are good. Uh, I did have a good segue, though, and I'd forgotten it. Uh, oh, speaking of how much people like prices, these are good. These are good segues. Um, the streaming wars we started talking about, 
they can't figure out if they want to make them free, but ad supported, or paid for as a service. So Netflix, I think, is like 13 bucks a month. Yeah. It's going up, yeah. And now all these new ones, there's like, I want to just... Disney Plus. Yeah, actually, see how many you can name while I try to find this article. <sighs> Disney Plus. One. Hulu. Two. Peacock. Ooh, three. Good HBO. One. Four. Um, I mean, I think Showtime is also like mm-hmm. streaming now. Um, they always tell me on Amazon, you can pay like $8. And I'm like, I don't want this. You know, Amazon uh, Prime, it's Prime. Free. Yeah, if you buy Prime. I guess you have Prime. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. You, you don't, don't have Amazon Prime. Oh, I do. Yeah, oh, of course. Right. Of course. I've been a member for like 10 years. Are you a human like, in America? It's like, this is free shipping. Um... Oh, uh, man. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. Those are the big ones. Those are the ones that really matter, right? Yeah. Oh, Apple. Yeah. Yeah, you forgot Apple. Apple. Apple TV. Uh, and HBO Max is coming out, which is HBO's oh, version. Is that different than HBO? Okay. Yeah, okay. so HBO, you have to, like, buy. Go. I, yeah. Do they just rebrand it? Or HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO Max? It's going to be $14.99 a month. Ooh. That's and expensive. Then, yeah. Advertisement based on demand offering in 2021, less than a year after the ad free. Oh, okay. So 15 bucks a month, no ads. And then in 2021, you'll be able to have an ad supported network. Yeah. HBO is going to be interesting because you see, again, ATT bottom as part of the Warner Media. And so ATT now owns HBO, but the head guy from HBO just left to go to Apple. Right. Yeah, he's like Game of Thrones, Sopranos. Like he's responsible for all the good content. Right, and he's got a funny anyway, name. He What's does. It? I don't. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Doodle. That was good. Johnny Doodle. That was a Kara Swisher prediction. Yeah, that's true. That's how, the only reason I know that guy's name is because he's always a win of hers. Um, but in this article, they talked about you know what do you want and, and what do you want, listener? Do you want no ads but you'll pay X amount per month, or would you rather hear one or two ads? And in the article, there's some numbers about. I think it was something like. 75% of people do not want to pay more than $30, but only like 50% of people don't want to pay more than $15. And you know, they did a bunch of price analysis. It's like, all right, 20 bucks, half the people will pay it. And Netflix has like taught everybody what it's like to have an ad-free streaming experience. So like everybody really wants Netflix, but people love free. People cheap, cheap beats almost anything. That's back to that was my Walmart segue about Walmart figured out that if we could just get the price of this toilet paper a dollar cheaper than everyone else, we'll win. Doesn't matter our store looks like a warehouse. Nobody's here to help you. The yeah. lines are out of control. No one cares. Toilet I think, paper's cheap. I think it'll be different, right? I mean it depends on where the ads are and when they are, right? So I think if they're pre-roll before I watch a movie, cool. It's like watching trailers, right? But if they're like Hulu and they just like stick them in two or three times in the middle of the movie, you're like, get, get out of here. Right. Like, this is not the right time. Or like in a TV show. Because I think, again, uh, Netflix has taught us what it feels like to binge without any interruptions. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it, but obviously sitcoms were written for commercial breaks. Right. I mean, they always had like that moment that yeah. it went dark and you went to commercial. And so it is a different style on Netflix. It's more immersive when you don't have these like interruptions. Also, someone brought up, you know, when you watch videos online and you get commercials like it's the same commercial over and over yeah, again it's the worst and like why that's not hard to figure out like why <laughs> is there not that much inventory or i was wondering is it the opposite that that actually converts way better when you just like slam someone with your brand you know set frequency as high as possible <laughs> like and just i will make you watch yeah. this ad until you memorize it even though you hate it 
Yeah, that's true. It's like some clockwork orange. <laughs> Toothpick in the eyeballs stuff. <laughs> that's, you have to be over like yeah. 35 to get that reference. Maybe over 40, I don't know. Um, all right, what else? It's my last have? one. What is, is, uh, so this one happened over the break. Um, came out like Christmas Eve, right? So this is, uh, TikTok was rumored. So rumor, they have shut down this rumor, but they're thinking about selling off some of its TikTok stake to U.S. investors, which would hopefully help get past a lot of U.S. regulations. They have since denied this happening, but I'm interested in that. I think that would be really interesting. Like, what happens if they sold off X amount? That would also give them, you know, more cash on hand to then go buy more users. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, get the best lobbyists, get the best lawyers. Uh, hiring like crazy right now in the Bay. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Hmm. And the question is, how much does it disconnect them from the Chinese government? I think right. it's probably the, the biggest uh, question for me personally. And in fact, to wrap up, because I know we got to get you on time to the big, the big presentation that you right. got to do. Um, the number one headline. So I started doing the headlines in our newsletter. So I'll plug our newsletter. If you want to sign up, go to blog.adsage.io and sign up for the newsletter. Uh, I started writing the headlines because they used to be boring. They used to be like, you know, whatever the headline is from the article, we'd copy paste it. Now I write them, uh, and I wrote one on TikTok, and the headline is, Will TikTok Become a Legit Ad Platform in 2020? Some people say it's the next Snapchat. Others say it's a Chinese backdoor into your phone, and their user growth is fueled with outrageous ad spend. So if you want some headlines consistent with the vibe of this show, go sign up for the, for the uh, newsletter that's going out every week on Friday. You'll get one. Actually, if you sign up right now, you'll get it tomorrow. Uh, oh, today is Friday. You'll get it. went out already. Oh, man. All right. Sign up now and you'll get it next week. I'll have some pithy headlines in there. JD, thanks so much for yeah, coming. In person. This is yeah, great. It's great. Our, our new Cora, uh, uh, we, we have a new sales office in downtown San Francisco, which is Ooh. just three blocks away from AdStage. So I snuck over here before this meeting. Uh, to see Paul in person right. and his hair still looking lovely. <laughs> You're just here for the hair. Here well, for the hair. Thanks everybody for joining and have a great week. <laughs>